Canny Cross conversations, chatting all things Canny Cross and running. Join Canny Cross instructors, me, Michelle, and me, Louise, as we chat to guest experts about dogs and running, sometimes while out canny crossing. Welcome to our very first Canny Cross conversations. We thought we'd introduce ourselves before we went out for a Canny Cross run. I'm Michelle. I'm a running coach at Miles with Michelle and more recently a canny cross instructor as well since I adopted my rescue dog Poppy and we began canny crossing together. Hi, I'm Louise. I'm a Pilates instructor at Studio 44 Pilates, focusing on Pilates for runners, getting you stronger for running. I'm also a canny cross instructor with my Labrador Pickle. Our plan for this podcast is to record as many as we can while we're out running because we don't like sitting indoors and we hope to get some of our guests out on a virtual run with us too. So for our first episode, come and join us on our run together. Good morning, Michelle. How are you? Uh, hi, Louise. I'm good. Thank you. Where are you today? Where are you running? Um, I, am, today, I, I am running um, from Horwich up the hill. And bizarrely, there's a Royal Mail van just coming down. So let me just stand and wait for that to pass. Um, it's, it's a little Poppy's old cobbled track up the hill so Poppy's not sure about that van there you go it's gone <laughs> so we thought as the weather's quite mild um, it's not that humid now we're going to head up the hill a little bit and try and get some views today um, oh, I'm a little bit out of breath <laughs> uh, what about you where are you well I'm going to go along the canal um just because it's easy to go from home and I'm still rehabbing a bit from my injury so um, my knee injury that I've had on and off for bloody ages um, so yeah so I want a nice slow run um, I haven't got pickle with me today because we're recording these in the summer and for me it's a bit warm for her today so uh, it's just me on my own <laughs> Which is probably better. No, it's good. I think as you're getting back from injury, I think you don't want to do too much with the dog. It really changes your stride, doesn't it? So probably best be on the safe side. As much as Pickle would yeah. enjoy it as well. <laughs> yeah. She would. It, it's um. It's the that's the the joy or not of Canny Cross, isn't it? Because you overstride. So um, and it obviously puts more load through your body, through your legs, and. I don't want that at the moment with my knees. No, definitely not. Look after yourself. Yeah, so should we chat a bit about what we're trying to achieve with the podcast? Um, as this is, this is the first one. So um, we're trying to... The aim is that we go out with our dogs, canny crossing, um, and we have a chat. And that um, might be interesting to people. It might not be. Will, I'm hoping, very luckily, hoping that I'll get her out. <laughs> and we'll invite some people yeah, along so for a chat. I have plenty of yeah. Yeah, we've got one guest that's very up for it. So um yeah, that should be fun. So Yeah, I'm please. excited. I know I am as well. So what we thought we'd do today, apart from having a chat, is um sort of talk about canny cross a bit. Just the basics. Um so if you're out running with us now which would be fantastic. And do let us know on social media if you are. And if we're helping you along, um, 
And yeah, you can. I think we're going to talk about the dog's kit a bit, won't we, Michelle? Yeah, I think we should. I think I've, I've seen particularly um, a lot more people out running with their dogs. Um, I saw a lady yesterday crossing the road as we were walking back from the farm, and she had a dog on a halter lead running with it. I couldn't oh stop God. her because we were kind of a busy road, but I think we just we wanted to do a little bit of education about you know the safe ways to run with your dog because obviously if you've got your dog in a harness that goes over its mouth and nose it can't pant freely so it's just thinking about things like that and making sure you've got the right kit so so what kit do you use Louise? So I use when I'm well I use two things if we're just going for uh, a sort of canny trek and a bit of a run I'll use the dog fit basic harness um because then if I come to a place where I can let her off, it's not as bulky as the... Um, I normally use the non-stop uh, free motion, I think it is, which is quite bulky down the side of her... It is. It's a long harness, that one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But what I love about it is it keeps her straight. Yeah. So, because I think it's got... There's me trying to stand in on style here. Showing you what it looks like. <laughs> imagine. We can all imagine. <laughs> but it's got these sort of two bits that go down her side. So it keeps her in a better uh, better position. And the, the sort of the joining point is further down her back. So, yeah, we quite like that one. But it's a bit bulky. So if I know I'm going to let her off, I tend not to, uh, I tend not to use it. But racing, and we do a little bit of that we use it and it's brilliant yes oh we'll have to have a chat about racing later in the series <laughs> yeah oh yes oh yes yeah i don't race i've never raced with poppy so i'll be excited to quiz you actually about how how it all works <laughs> yeah no it's, it's brilliant i love it but i didn't realize i still had a competitive side but i do <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant <laughs> So that's good. Um, but yeah, no, so that's what I use. What do you use, Michelle? Well, I am normally wearing the um, non-stop waist belt with the non-stop yep. stretchy lead. And Poppy is generally in um, a, a zero DC short harness. Um, I love this harness. It's brilliant. Um, it's just so, it's a nice, I mean, she is quite a long dog and she has wore a long harness before. Um, she does have a drag rattan harness at home that's longer that attaches yep. at a tail. Um, but where we live, we're lots of sheep, lots of cows, and we're always having to cross fields full of animals. So I just feel a lot safer with her in the shorter harness. I feel like I can control, control her more. Yeah, um, and, and we get on really well with it. And what lead you? So for those of you who are just starting out of Kenny's Cross, there's two lengths of lead as well, aren't there? There are. I'm just letting a group so, of dogs come past. You wait there, Poppy. <laughs> Hello. Wait there. Good girl. <laughs> Good girl. That's it. Go on, carry on. Good girl. <laughs> well, you should say a little bit about Poppy. We'll come back to the lead. But Poppy's quite reactive, isn't she? Um, she, yeah, she's, she is and she isn't. Um, I've been training it out of her. I've realised a lot of it is me and my right. reaction. Um, so I will tend to tense the lead when I see another dog because we've had 
a few incidents, not of aggression, just of playfulness, really. Um, with her just wanting to say hello to a dog and the other dog not particularly wanting to say hello. So I tend to kind of pull her towards me. She's always on a lead anyway because she has a prey drive that's off the scale, which is why we ended up canny crossing because I just I don't want to lose her. I hear about so many lost dogs. You see so many posters up on lampposts and on our local Facebook groups. It's just I don't want to have to deal with that ever. So, you know, that's why we canny cross. And I find if a dog approaches her who's off the lead, sometimes she's okay and sometimes she'll have a go so <laughs> it's quite unpredictable really but I am training it out of it she was really good though you didn't hear any barking did you <laughs> no not from her I did hear some barking but no. I think it's from her. so no. is she worse with dogs so it's always a bit about fear factor isn't it that yes um, a dog coming towards you yeah I mean yeah. for a dog yeah does she um react better when they're off the lead or they're on the lead as well um, she is better when they're under control, so she doesn't mind if they're off the lead, but if they're compounding over to her, um, yep. she might get a bit scared. Um, yeah. But sometimes, again, she doesn't. There were two; Those were two off the lead dogs then who came up nice and calmly and said yep. hello, so <laughs> she was fine. I think, I think canny crossers can really probably sympathise and empathise with that, because yeah. I think, I mean, my dog's not reactive. The reason I canny cross is because her prey instinct is off the scale. I bet yeah. it's more than poppies. <laughs> <laughs> but, like you, I, I do let her off occasionally if I know it's fairly safe. But um, I, I assess that. I do a little risk assessment. But yeah. mainly she's on the lead. Um, and I do find it interesting um, that a lot of people see a dog on a lead and when it's canny crossing, it always winds me up. Um, and let the dog come towards you. I don't know about you, Michelle, but when I'm running, yeah. it, it can go yeah. quite fast. Uh, yes. And if you have to stop, or there's a dog that comes in between you and your dog, which has happened loads of times, um, I find that I find that irritating. <laughs> and I'm also concerned yeah, that I'm going to fall over. Yeah, it's a difficult one. Uh, we've been caught in a few situations, some like that, where a dog just comes over to say hello, but will come to the back of her, so she will end up wrapping the lead around my legs <laughs> yep, to get to, get to this dog. And then you kind of panic because you think, I can't get out of this easily if something should happen, if, you know, the teeth come out. Um, and I am always watching for, you know, raised hackles especially. <laughs> um, yeah. But we, we have had a couple of incidents um, usually on fields when dogs are off, you know, I, I yep. appreciate that, chase balls and stuff. But I've had, remember one particular incident with a dog running towards me um, at full pelt. And I just yelled to the owner, will you get your dog? But she wouldn't call it. Um, and instead she said to me, well, he's never done that before. And I thought, well, that doesn't help me. Your dog's still coming towards me. Um, so it's, it's things like that I would like to see less of. <laughs> yeah, and, and also the automatic assumption that dogs always want to say hello to each other. They don't. Yeah, they, yeah. they don't really need to, do they? No. Especially um, when they're working. You know, when they're canny crossing, they're at work, so they don't want distracting, do they? No, you wouldn't go into a, a sheep field where a sheep dog's working and let your dog off, would you? So... 
Well, you hopefully wouldn't anyway. Um, it's that sort of thing. Whether people don't realise that... <laughs> I know she is. I've got to get past all these people first. <laughs> You're in a busy place, Michelle. Fortunately, I haven't got the... No, you know, it's usually quite up here, Louise. There's loads of people on the path we're heading up, but Papi's just about to pull me up the hill, so... <laughs> oh, lucky you. I'm getting along the canal. Come on, Pat, straight again. So, straight again. Back, to the, back to equipment. There's two, there's two leagues, aren't there? Um, yeah. So 1.2 meters, and there's a two meter one. <coughs> Excuse me. Which is um, two meter one's usually the racing one, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. And the oh, the 1.2 meter one is the one we usually recommend for park runs because you know keep your dog under control on a shorter lead. I normally when I do taster sessions, I do normally start people off on the shorter lead because it can yeah. be quite a it can be quite a nerve-wracking experience letting go of the lead, can't it? Yeah. When you've always yeah, just right. watched your dog holding the lead, it feels quite yeah. different. Um, no, it does. And also, because I wear uh, Tom McPickle, brother, has got the um, longer harness on. The 1.2 metre, again, I've got more control because it's quite long anyway. Um, yeah. So, Hi. yeah, like you. Like you, I prefer the shorter one. Um, yeah, so it's, it's preference in the end. What you prefer and what you don't. Just running past the canal bit. Yes, always, uh, it is. Running. Yeah. Uh, so. Come on, this way. Hi. Hi. So you said you were the non-stop harness <laughs> for you. What? Um, yeah. I wear the dog fit one, which I really like. The only thing I know that yours does is if your dog goes side to side, you've got more movement than you. For me, I use the non-stop Canix belt, uh, which I really like. It's, um, it's got a movable loop on it, so... Poppy can sometimes dart off to the side and it just stops yep. my hips being contorted. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. I get that totally. I use the dog fit one, which is so comfortable. Um, yeah. I've got a second I've got a second hand uh, non-stop one. I'm not sure which one it is. But it's really uncomfortable. So um I think it is you've just gotta find what suits you, haven't you? Absolutely. I do like the dog stop one. Um, and I, I don't know, I think, would that be better to have in a race when your dog is just pulling you forward? I've never done the racing thing, so. Well, <laughs> uh, yes, well, I find it because in a race, Pickle's very, very motivated. There's usually <laughs> a dog in front. Yes. So, um, yeah, so she fairly goes fairly straight. So, yeah, it is. It's good. But uh, yeah. So, right, let's go. So, Michelle, we talked about the Cancrop kit, but why is it so important, especially the dog's harness? Because there's lots of harnesses out there. What's special about Cancrop ones? Well, the obvious answer to that is that Cancrop harnesses are designed for running, aren't they? Um, So, normally, when a dog wears a harness for walking, 
A lot of them are designed to stop the dog pulling. So the way they do that is they'll often have a bar across the front of the chest, restricting their shoulder movement to discourage them from pulling. And it discourages them from pulling because it's uncomfortable. Um, and they obviously don't want to, to pull ahead of you. So if you think of if you had an elastic band around your shoulders, your arms wouldn't move very well and it would be really uncomfortable. And that's how the dog must feel in one of these harnesses. So it's really important to get a harness it's designed for running so it should keep the shoulders free they should be able to move the legs freely because we want them to pull in canny cross that's what the canny cross sport is about we encourage the dog to pull out front and it will not do that if it's uncomfortable um, and it's really important that the harness is properly fitted as well um, so get a well-fitted harness that doesn't rub the fur of your dog um, that fits around the right part of its of its rib cage um, that's the right length for it and honestly, if, if you take, you know, an hour to contact a local club or a local trainer who knows what they're doing, who's got some harnesses you can try on, who can recommend which one fits properly, um, then you'll honestly have a brilliant time running together. And, you know, you're not at risk of any injury for your dog because um, we want our dogs to live long, happy, healthy, injury-free lives the same as we do. Exactly, exactly. I and think you're that right. covers everything. I think you've, I think you've done a superb yeah. job there, Michelle. Like you knew it. Um, but the other thing <laughs> I was just thinking, I, I, was, uh, I was out walking this morning with Pickle. I saw this person running towards me. This is a really good runner. A dog in front of her pulling on a normal lead. Yeah. So she was holding the lead and it was attached around yeah. the collar. So the other good thing about Canicross. Is that you run? Yeah. Okay. So, what's the issue with having it on a collar? Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's pulling against the neck. It's going to, you know, hurt their neck, their windpipes, all that sort of stuff. And you're not going to get the pull that you could do in harness to pull that you want. So it's really uncomfortable for the dog. Um, and also yeah, holding they'll, they'll the lead. Yeah, they'll be from pulling, won't they? Yeah. And holding the lead affects your running technique. Um, you become very one-less, you know, lopsided. So that's another advantage of the sort of harness around you and running hands-free. Yeah, so while we've mentioned leads, yeah. let's talk about the ones that just sit around your middle, because I started off with one of those, you know, before I knew what I was doing. <laughs> so well, I, I, was, I know how people feel. I said, I said, I said to a well-known pet shop, <laughs> and said, can you find me a dog running lead? And he he came back with one that ties around my middle, which I still use for walking sometimes, but I wear it around my hips now, never around my back. But once right, I progressed so. onto a proper canny cross bell, it was so much easier. <laughs> yeah, and, and actually, I've done loads of taster sessions lately where people have come with their little waist belt around their, around their lower back, you know, around yeah. their stomach, and they're like, oh, you know, I'm quite happy with this. It's like, well, we're not doing it with that. You're going to try this. And I'll just say hello to the horses as I run past them. Um, what people have usually said, hello guys. What people have usually said when they've tried it is like, oh my God, that feels so much better. Such a difference, safer. isn't it? Yeah. They feel safer and more in control. Um, because, and obviously my other guys as a Pilates teacher, yeah. it's so much safer. So if you've got a lead around your waist and a strong pulling dog that's that's going to come through your back you, you know even if you've got yeah. a strong core it's still going to come through your back 
which obviously we don't want to do. Um, no. We get enough injuries running as it is, so, you know, we don't want the dog to inflict them. So coming from <laughs> the pelvis is your is one of the strongest parts of your body, and it's something that we should be working on. We should have strong cores. We should, you know, keep our pelvis in line in front as we run. So actually with the dog pulling out in front of us, it's really easy to do. So it does feel so much safer. And it, it, you do have to build confidence up on it. Proper canny cross belts. Yeah, yeah. You, you have to build yeah. confidence on, on it. And But as soon as you get going, you can run your normal run. Um, and just enjoy it. And usually everyone, I'm sure it's the same with you, Michelle, everyone that does a taster is buzzing by the end of it. Absolutely buzzing. So, yeah, do you know, it's brilliant. It's brilliant seeing the smiles on people's faces. I just love it. You know, especially when they're really nervous when they come to you for the first time. Um, and you just go to them, run then, go on, let the dog pull you. And they're like, really? But, <laughs> yeah, it's fab. So don't be afraid. So how do you... Yeah, I agree. How, how do you structure your taste sessions, then, Louise? Because I tend to just take my people on, on a route. So I'll do a harness fitting um, and then um, we'll go on like a little one and a half, two mile run with them. And, you know, there'll be plenty of kind of stop starting while we make sure everything's working all right. And we'll practice a few commands. So is your are your sessions kind of structured the same as that or do you do anything different? Well, I've done them a bit differently in that I haven't been able to run. Yeah, um, oh, of course, yeah. So we, we walk down to, um, so we sort of warm them up, get them used to the as we walk, get them used to having the kit on, the dog and them. And if they've got a strong pulling dog, they'll feel it when they're walking. So yeah. um, we start to talk about what's happening, what you need to do when you're running. Um, we get to our area, which is this little rogue country park with loads of halves. And we, I just set them off a run and then we, then we do lots of commands to go around the paths to the left and right to just go through the basic commands. And then if I was running with them, I'd probably do more running. But, um, you know, the dogs also get tired as well, don't they? Oh, they do, um, especially if they're not used to it. Yeah. yeah. So they've got to get used to it. And, yeah, so that's what I do. So it's similar. It's just I yeah. have to adapt because I couldn't run. Yeah, but it's amazing that you can still do that even though you've been injured and not able to run. Yeah, one of my favourite ones is um, Pickle and I sitting. Oh, no, I'm standing, she's sitting, obviously. <laughs> and, uh, and I get the dog to run towards me. Yeah. The last minute I give a command to go right or left. And it's oh, seeing, wow. if, yeah. seeing if that dog will actually run past. And when I've explained this to the owner, they'll be like, oh, no, she'll be all over Pickle. Uh, uh, like we said earlier, it's they're working. So they, yeah. they go, they keep going. And if they're given enough command, they keep going. Yeah. But it's fab. Yeah, they just so want the job to do, don't they? They enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think we've kind of covered the basics there today, Louise. Maybe we can have a bit more of a chat about the different commands in another podcast, in another episode. Um, but we'll... Yeah, I think I think well, we'll. I'm coming to the end of my run, so I think that's a really good idea to wrap it up. Don't forget, if you want to find out more, head over to cannycrossconversations.co.uk. You can find out more about Michelle and I and what we do. 
Um, but we've got, I think there's loads of topics we can do from that. Even just our chat today, Michelle. The next time we're chatting to Anne and Emily, who've been conducting some research into heat stroke with dogs. Um, we've had a really interesting chat with them about how to recognise all the early signs of heat stroke. Um, so do listen in next time and learn a bit more about how to keep your dog safe in the hot weather. Yeah, and um, we learned so much from that interview, didn't we, Michelle? So, um, oh, we yeah, did. Make sure you subscribe and uh, you won't miss it. But we'll see you on our next Canny Cross adventure. <laughs> Yeah, That'll right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sign off now, Louise, and say goodbye. <laughs> well, I hope you've enjoyed joining us on our run today. If you have any questions regarding Canicross, let us know. Thank you for listening to Canicross Conversations. If there's something you'd like to know about Canicross and running, then please get in touch with us at cannycrossconversations.co.uk and don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss our next episode.